What's up, you guys? It's Giorgio. I am so excited. This is my very first podcast episode, and I am recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 9, Episode 1. I have so much to talk about. There's so much going on. I have some background info. I have some insider information, and I have some theories. So let's get right to it. You're listening to Giorgio Malfarmani's podcast. All right, you guys, before we get into today's podcast episode, I want to talk about our sponsor for today's episode. It's Arvo Watches. I am super excited about this brand, and I'm so thrilled that they are my very first sponsor um, for this podcast. I absolutely love fashion accessories, and watches is one of the things that I always keep an eye out for when I'm looking to switch my, you know, my look up, or if I want to just kind of throw something on, but I don't want to wear a lot of jewelry or anything like that, and I want to keep it minimal and chic, um, but still trendy. I fell in love with the watches at Arvo, and you guys, I have to tell you, it is such a cool brand. They're based out of Utah, and every time someone purchases a watch, the proceeds go towards something charitable. They've raised money to help educate in India. They help the homeless. They help, uh, you know, the refugee uh, mission in Utah to stop children's slavery and extortion. There's so much that this brand does, and they still deliver a high-quality, minimal, trendy product at an affordable price. And guess what, guys? If you go to arvoware.com right now and use the code ARVO, A-R-V-O, B as in boy, B as in boy, Giorgio, G-E-O-R-G-I-O, you're going to get 15% off your first watch. Again, the code is Arvo BB Giorgio, and you need to go to arvoware.com. Use that code, and you're going to get 15% off. to start the episode, right? Um, All right, there's a lot coming, I guess. Uh, Well, two months from tonight's episode. Uh, But I thought it was really interesting that we uh, jumped right to this to kind of lead into the season. Um, But I think because there are so many stories out there that were building um, in theories behind what this season was really going to be about, I think, you know... 40% of that is true, but I do think that there's 60% that we don't really know about, and I think this was something to capture our attention. I have to say that I was shocked when Lisa said that she swore on her children's life, only because I know how much her kids mean to her. So, whatever it is that Kyle was there confronting her about, I'm guessing it's something to do with the dog but I don't think it's directly about the dog I think there's more to that confrontation but yeah that that, 
I think actually the 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 most chilling, saddest part of that scene was when Kyle left and that dog was just like running up to the door. I thought it was like so sad. It was just like, oh, like don't leave. Oh, well, anyhow. So we, you know, basically rewind back two months and, uh, you know, we're kind of catching up with the ladies and kind of seeing where things have kind of picked up from the last season when we left the reunion. So uh, it was kind of cool to see that Teddy uh, bought a new house. It seems like she's kind of come up a little bit from season one. And I think that's mainly because she's more comfortable. She kind of knows the drill. She kind of learned a lot from last season and you know I think she really brings a lot to the table I think she's a good fit I do think she was a slow warm-up last season but I think that's come you know completely different this season obviously because she is involved in this main storyline so I have to say that house is not what I expected from Teddy I thought she was a little bit more reserved but then hearing that her husband had been scouting that house and, you know, listening to her do multiple interviews where she talks about her husband, you know, works really hard for everything that he has. So she empowers him to, you know, spend his money in the ways that he feels he wants to do that. So he'd been looking for this, you know, looking out for this house to be put up for sale for a long time. So when it was finally for sale, he, you know, really wanted it so they went and bought it and I I love it I think it's a really cool house I think it's really clean and modern and it's it's very LA it's very Beverly Hills um and I also think it fits her style I think she's very like you know type A but she's still like a normal woman she's not like overly like dressed up all the time like you can tell she's like a real mom she got you know she gets her kids together she works out every day she's an accountability coach so she's definitely held accountable and I think it's great that she does that on the show so I'm interested in seeing exactly how she plays out in the story uh, as the season you know goes on so but um, speaking of which uh, speaking of houses I thought it was really cool that Erica let us into her home and not that we haven't seen her house before but she doesn't really have people over um, we don't get to really see her in her element or like having someone over for whatever reason. So I thought it was really cool that she invited Dorit over and that's where the conversation kind of builds on like how Dorit's, you know, time off was in between the seasons. You know, there was a couple things that obviously happened and, you know, she was also a victim of burglary. So she was also robbed and there was, you know, things taken and I thought it was a cool banter back and forth from them, especially when she was talking about how the one necklace that they left behind was the one that she absolutely did not like that PK had bought her. And so that was kind of a cool moment, I thought, that they shared between them because obviously they had their issues in the past, but it seems like they've moved on from it. And it seems like it's kind of authentic because they're still hanging out and they're obviously doing a one-on-one. Erica obviously felt comfortable enough to have her over to her home. So it seems like Erica wouldn't allow someone into her space if she wasn't 100% good with someone. So I thought that was really awesome. But going forward, we go into Vanderpump Dogs, and 
we see that Teddy and Kyle have kind of become friends. And there's a scene earlier where Teddy comes over to Kyle's house. And I guess Kyle has some issue with one of her eyes. It kind of looks a little smaller than the other. And I thought it was kind of cool that Kyle was kind of showing that. Because I know that that's got to be kind of difficult. Like, there's obviously... Like, one of your eyes is smaller than the other, and you're filming a show about being in Beverly Hills, so, you know, where everyone looks at everyone and all that. So I thought it was funny that she kind of laughed at herself, so I kind of like that about her. She's kind of, like, a free-flowing spirit in that way. Like, she kind of just plays up how she needs to and whatever she's dealing with. So in this particular scene, you really see that Kyle and Teddy are getting close or they have become close and I really kind of thought this was going to happen a lot sooner but nonetheless I'm happy that it's happening and I'm happy that they're really good friends because I think they have a lot of similar qualities to their personalities even though they're different in in a lot of ways they're both moms they're both involved in their kids lives they like really are hands-on so I think it's really cool that, you know, they built this friendship and the show was able to bring them together. So I like that they're hanging out and I like that they hang out off camera as well because that's always a telling sign when these ladies come back to film. You know, like, did they stop talking once the cameras went down? And some of the time that's the case. So when they do come back to film, it kind of creates this like weird tension because people haven't spoken or people were doing stuff behind the scenes and it seems like there was a lot of plotting and strategizing going on before the season started filming um, which we start to learn so we get to Vanderpump Dogs we get to Vanderpump Dogs and you know I really enjoy that Lisa is an advocate for dogs you know and animals and she has so many of her own and I love that about her and I've always loved that about Lisa Vanderpump because I'm a huge advocate for animals and that I've always seen as authentic with her I've never once questioned her intentions or integrity or if she was only doing it you know for the sake of how it would make her look. Um, Because she proves that through having, like, all these different animals at her home at Villa Rosa. So, you know, she's definitely an emotional person when it comes to that. So I love that she has a rescue center where she's getting her hands in there and she's actually, like, really making a difference. So when this whole situation starts to unfold this is where I start to have some questions so Teddy and Kyle bring their kids to Vanderpump Dogs and it seems like they do it quite frequently Teddy had mentioned that she brings her kids there but they're like not settled on actually you know committing to adopting a dog yet but she likes that her kids have a good time there And, you know, Teddy's also the new housewife. So, you know, there's a lot of things that she's still learning and picking up on. And also being a new housewife, you know, when you are 
dealing with someone like Lisa Vanderpump, you're obviously going to go with the flow of what she is going to tell you on camera, off camera, however the conversation builds or the relationship builds. Lisa Vanderpump's well known for having a lot of phone conversations with certain housewives. Uh, She was having them in the past with Brandy. She's had them with Lisa Rinna. She's had them with countless housewives. However, Teddy is new. She is kind of a, you know, she's the truth seeker. She likes to keep herself accountable. Like I said, she's got an accountability coach business where she has completely, like, turn this niche into something magnificent because it's grown immensely since she's been on since last season. So that's an awesome thing. And I really do, like I said earlier, I lo- I like Teddy a lot and I think she brings a lot to the table. I think she's now more comfortable and she's more aware and she's, she's going to bring a lot to this story. So at Vanderpump Dogs, when John Sessa, the he's actually Lisa Vanderpump's partner um, so he doesn't work for her but John Blizzard who works at Vanderpump Dogs he is an employee so I just want to put that out there because I've read a lot of different things and a lot of people are assuming that John Sessa is an employee of Lisa Vanderpump and that's not the case they are partners so it's a little bit it's a little bit of a different relationship So when we get to the scene of Vanderpump Dogs, you know, it kind of starts out with, you know, it's kind of friendly. Everyone's kind of like, you know, kind of settling in and kind of chit-chatting. And then, you know, Lisa Vanderpump kind of brings up the Tom Tom Daily Mail party and tells Teddy like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't talk to you that much. We were so busy that night. Uh, at the Daily Mail party, which was not the opening party for Tom Tom. This was a completely separate thing that Daily Mail was throwing at Tom Tom. They were just simply using the venue. So Lisa Vanderpump was not in charge of a guest list. It wasn't her party. It wasn't anything to do with Tom Tom specifically. Um, they weren't even officially opened at the time. So Kyle. I guess had been traveling back from Europe and it you know had come to her attention that there was going to be a daily mail party at Tom Tom so she obviously knowing how Lisa can be communicated to her and said hey um I don't think I'm going to be able to go but Lisa obviously responded back you know it's not even my party I didn't even send out any invites so don't even worry about it so that was off camera Now we're on camera, and Lisa Vanderpump now turns to Kyle and says, I wish you would have come, and immediately, right off the bat, starts to make Kyle look bad. Now, we know the relationship between these two has been icy. Um, I personally, I think their friendship is no longer authentic. I think it's only for the show, Um, and it has been like that, I think, since season four. Um, they do not interact with each other off camera. I can guarantee that. And it shows when they get back on camera. But the difference is this season, Kyle seems to be standing up to her. And 
when Lisa pulled that at Vanderpump Dogs, Kyle snapped at her and basically was just like, called her out on her bullshit and said, no, you're not going to do this to me and you're not going to try to make me look bad as soon as the cameras come on when we've already settled this. We already had this conversation and now you're making me look like I just didn't show up to one of your Tom Tom openings when it wasn't an opening party to begin with. So I was really kind of like glad to see that Kyle kind of like stood up for herself um, because I know how hard it is for her to do that, especially with Lisa. And when she has done it in the past, Lisa has held a grudge against her for a very long time and she's punished her. And it took a very long time to get them to a, you know, a place where they can play it up for cameras and play it up for the show but ultimately their friendship's been done for a while and I think Kyle's just on to her game and the thing about it is is yes unfortunately Lisa Vanderpump lost her brother to an alleged suicide that is very sad it's it's beyond Words. I can't imagine what that must feel like. I hope that I never experience that. But there's something to be said when something that tragic happens in your life. There's a choice you have to make when you're dealing with being an executive producer of one show, Vanderpump Rules, and then being a cast member of one of the biggest franchises of, you know, the Housewives on the network. And then you're the head, you're the OG, you're one of the OGs because it's you and Kyle. So there's a lot on her plate as well because these things help fuel her businesses. She's got restaurants all over West Hollywood. She's now opening one in Vegas. So... This, you know, these shows really, they do a lot for her, and her image is everything to her. She's always been very careful about how she looks, um, and she has one of the most loyal fan bases. So it's very hard for her fans to accept that she can make a mistake, or that she might be manipulative, or that she might be strategizing behind the scenes to create storylines. So as Kyle, you know, pretends like she's leaving, but then, you know, Teddy kind of tries to reel her back in. And, you know, it's like Teddy's also trying to figure this out because now she's close to Kyle. So when she sees that there's this conflict going on with her and Lisa Vanderpump, it's like, she obviously doesn't want to see them fight because she also knows how how long they've known each other. So, as much as I see that, like, Lisa is already starting, you know, she's kind of starting something there, but then she gets called out on it. And then, as this conversation goes, it, it starts to become a thing. And Lisa Vanderpump, starts to cry and then she apologizes and says I love you and I don't know my heart broke for her in that moment I I I I just I don't know like I know 
I know Lisa Vanderpump is a lot of things, but I don't think she... I just don't think that she comes from it at, like, a... a like, I don't think she realizes what she's doing, and I think she, she was in an emotional state that she wasn't really ready to be on the show. Um... Because whatever she's doing, it, it's already slipping. Because it's, it's, it's not like her to be this sloppy. And I'm just saying... Yes, her brother died. And I know her fans are going to ultimately like shout that from the rooftop and say that anything outside of that is bullying from the other girls. However, I'm going to be fair and say that it's a choice. She could have stepped out and said, I can't do this. I emotionally can't handle playing chess with these other ladies because let's, let's be clear, not all these ladies are friends in real life. So they have to interact with each other and somehow create friendships on camera and deal with whatever's thrown at them. So with Lisa Vanderpump, she's aware of that. She's also an executive producer on Vanderpump Rules, so she helps produce that show. So why would you think that she wouldn't take some of that and bring it to the Housewives? She's been doing this for seasons, except she keeps her hands clean because she manipulates from behind the scenes. You know, first it was with Brandy, with the tabloids, and trying to get her to bring them so that they would be on camera and Kyle would find out. Like, or bringing up the tabloids in front of Portia, or, like, a lot of things that she would do. And then, you know, you know, making or manipulating Lisa Renna to bring up Munchausen's against Yolanda. You know, those types of situations is where it, I just don't get how people don't see that that's clearly a manipulation from behind the scenes. But uh, we get to, you know, the point where now Lisa's pretty much having an emotional breakdown on the stairs, and I'm heartbroken. But what I was really intrigued by was the whole John Sessa bringing Lucy Lucy apple juicy which I don't I feel like Lucy Lucy is gonna be the star of the season really I think they should just give her a diamond at the end of this this is really her storyline if I'm gonna be 100% honest with you um but John Sessa who I said earlier is actually a partner to Lisa Vanderpump he's not an employee brings the dog on camera and you hear Teddy Mellencamp go, is that, is that her? And then he goes up to Kyle and he's like, do you recognize her? And Kyle's kind of looking around like she doesn't get it. And then finally, like, he tells her that it's Dorit's dog. And she, again, is still going like, well, oh, is she here to get groomed? And he's like, no, she's back with us. But the moment where... Teddy says, is that her? And the fact that John Sessa was might makes me believe that he was told to do it. He was told to bring the dog on camera. We all know that this is a private matter, and when you adopt a dog from any type of, like, rescue center or anything like that, you know, there's... You're not allowed... Like, the employee is not allowed to speak 
on something like that. That is a private matter. So the fact that, you know, an employee, John Blizzard, texted Teddy this information, Teddy already knew a week before they filmed because Lisa told her. And once Lisa told her, she also told Teddy that, uh, she also, I'm sorry, told Dorit that Teddy knew. Now, if we all remember, Teddy and Dorit did not get along at all last season. So Lisa already knew that. So she was giving them both that information, but she's not the one who actually said anything. So Dorit can't go to Lisa and say, oh, why did you tell Teddy? Well, she didn't. Her employee did. Now, John Blizzard, who's an employee of Vanderpump Dogs, him and Teddy only interact at charity events that Teddy was doing because, obviously, she's linked with with Lisa. She's into fitness, so she would do, like, spinning classes, and all the proceeds would go towards, you know, the Vanderpump Dogs charities or whatever. But outside of that, they weren't friends. And Teddy has clarified that in tweets and interviews at this point. So she gets this information from John Blizzard. She already doesn't really have a good taste in her mouth about Dorit. Lisa knows this. Lisa's setting them up. But not only is she setting them up, now Kyle's there. So now Kyle's involved because now Kyle knows this information. Well, let's look at last season. Kyle and Dorit also had an issue. Well, that's kind of interesting. And again, Lisa has wiped her hands clean because she's ultimately put her partner and employee up to divulging this information. She was angry about what Dorit did. And Dorit basically should have given Lucy back to Vanderpump Dogs immediately after the situation with PK getting bit in his nose. And that's the one thing I don't understand about this, but Dorit claims she called and told Lisa the very next day that she had found a very nice lady that fell in love with Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. And she was going to go to a wonderful home. My question is, was there a house check? Why didn't Lisa say, absolutely not, go get that dog and bring it back here? So it seemed like, in Dorit's mind, Lisa Vanderpump was okay with it. She felt like she had communicated what happened. She didn't hide anything. But we all know Lisa was pissed off because we know how bad that makes her center look. Vanderpump dogs, to her, is just like her image. Like, that makes her look bad. That she let her dog slip through the cracks when she's advocating for animal safety and, and you know, stopping animal cruelty. Well, now she's lost one of her own that she let someone adopt, but now it's at a, it's at a shelter. So, of course she's pissed off. But she should have just followed up with that emotion. Should have just went to Dorit and just told her she was pissed off about it. 
But that's not how Lisa Vanderpump works. She punishes from afar. I think Erica said on her first season on, she's like a sniper from the side. She doesn't want to get caught. And, but unfortunately, because of her brother passing, I feel like she's slipping here. She's letting some things slide. And you're seeing that it's more clear. And I don't know if it's more clear because she's, maybe she's not being as slippery. Maybe that's just how they're editing her. But I thought it was interesting that all of a sudden she was defending Dorit at Vanderpump Dogs when John Sessa came over with the dog. No, 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 I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It was very odd. It was very odd because it's like, well, wait. Then why did he come on camera? You knew he was going to come on camera. He was miked. He was ready to be on camera. So... It was just very strange how she played it off. Like, oh, no, no, no. Like, we need to shut this down. I'm not talking about this. She didn't do anything wrong. It was a mistake. So then we get to the... I guess it was brunch, lunch, early dinner with PK, Dorit, Lisa Vanderpump, and Ken. And this is where it starts to get really fishy. Dorit obviously is overwhelmed by the fact that Teddy knows this information because she already knows how she comes off and everyone knows that Dorit is not the most liked. Every time she posts something, people are like pissed off. They're like, fuck you. Why are you still here, Dorito? Like, you're a terrible person. You're you're a horrible mom. And when this dog situation happened, this was over the summer so at that time she I think at even some point she was like turning her comments off because I think people were just so rude and angry and you know I'm gonna be honest when I heard about it I was a little like you know what I'm not really surprised she's very frou-frou you know so I'm sure if the dog like barked the wrong way it probably was like gonna get taken back to the shelter like she doesn't seem like someone that could deal with the rescue However, I'm learning that now that's not really the case, and it didn't happen exactly the way it was told Radar Online, who never tells the truth about anything, but they'll buy any type of story. Especially the housewives. Lisa Vanderpump, she knows them very well. She has a really good connection. Um, It's true, it's true. Um, Every housewife has pointed that out, and Adrienne Maloof was, I think, the first one to call her out for selling a story to them. Anyways, I digress. Uh, But, you know, she just, she, she starts to tell Dorit and PK that I know you guys didn't do anything like with like bad intention, but, and even PK called it out and was like, that's such a weird way to like start whatever you're saying. Like that, you don't say, you don't need to say that if you know us and you know that we didn't do it with bad intention like you don't need to point that out so I think it's really like clear to Dorit that she's now amping this up on the on camera because she's playing it off differently like in Dorit's mind they already squashed it 
between the both of them. Like there was an understanding, they were clear on the misunderstanding and that it wasn't done, but now it's being brought back up on camera because now it's being been told to Dorit that Teddy has this information. Oh, and now we were at Vanderpump Dogs and conveniently John Sessa brings the dog up and Teddy and Kyle were there. Oh, how convenient. I mean, the look on Dorit's face was just like the horror. The horror. Like, she's like, you think Teddy hates me before? You should, like, she probably wants to fucking rip my face off now. And I just, I sat back and I just thought, wow, like, she's really going in for it. Like, she has, she gives zero fucks. She's going to make these bitches try to go after each other. And she's going to wash her hands clean of it. And she's not going to have anything to do with it because she's just ultimately going to put it into her, you know, partner's hands and her employees. Because she's going to say, like she has been saying, that, you know, Teddy's best friends with with Blizzard which I don't think is the case I believe Teddy I believe Teddy's an honest person I don't think she would make that shit up I don't think they were really friends uh but bravo to ha bravo uh but no like bravo to the like the the producers because Usually, like, episode one is usually very slow. And most of the time, the seasons lately have been slow in general. Like, nothing really happened um, that was that exciting or that, like, trivial. So I was very, like, excited that we already started episode one off with a bang. And there's so much already happening. So it it makes me, like, really excited week to week to like see what's going to happen how the story continues to unfold and the best part of this is we get to actually meet Denise Richards I was happy because usually sometimes we have to wait an episode or two to meet the new housewife um, and I was excited because it's a Lisa Renna connection they're like really good friends and obviously like Denise Richards is an icon in her own right she was in one of my favorite movies like Wild Things with um you know, where she played, like, this, you know, very, like, dark, sexy character, and, like, you know, she's with Nev Campbell, and, like, has that iconic, like, pool scene, and, like, whatnot, and then she was married to Charlie Sheen, who's, you know, an icon, and, like, just comes from such a controversial background, and, like, fun, like, sexy, like, sex pot, like, she's gorgeous, she's absolutely, like, Stunning, and I think she's a like, she's just like a down to earth girl, and you can tell that. And I really like that about her. And I really enjoyed kind of seeing her like meet the other girls. And I was glad that they start like they started the season that way. So there was like, you know, people there that got to meet her, and it wasn't like broken down over the season. Like sometimes they do that, like where they pair them off, and then you see it over a span of four episodes. It's like, Okay, cool. She's, like, hanging out with the girl. She's kind of feeling everyone's vibe. And then I really enjoyed, you know, as much as there was anxiety there with Dorit being at Kyle's pool party, um, which we end the episode with, it was nice that Lisa, you know, showed up. Because, you know, again, we don't know how long she's going to be 
on this season because, again, we know that she stopped filming halfway through. So my guess is that once that confrontation happens at Lisa Vanderpump's house with Kyle and Ken, I think that's when she stops filming. Um, We might see her on -on one-on-ones with maybe Denise Richards. I know that there was... There was footage that she was filming one-on-one with Denise. So I, I I think there will be a splash of her towards the end, but I don't think it's going to be in group settings. I think it's only going to be with Denise and maybe maybe Camille, um, which Camille's in it a lot. And, you know, Camille Grammer is a friend of mine. And she kind of told me, like, you know, it, it's going to be an explosive season. There's a lot going on. So it's not all about the dog. Um But anyways, back to Kyle's pool party, it was really cool to see them all, like, sitting and hanging out and, like, eating. And then, like, I thought it was hilarious that, like, Erica and Lisa Renna were eating hot dogs and they were like, this is the one time, like, you can eat them. Like, there was no bun. There was nothing on them. They were just, like, eating them with, like, forks, you know, like, typical Beverly Hills women. But um, I thought it was really cool that, like, even though, like, Dorit had anxiety going to the pool party because knowing Teddy knew about the dog, I think she was just waiting, I think, in her mind to get an attack from Teddy. I think that she was waiting to walk in. That's exactly how I would feel if I was her. So when she gets there, and, you know, obviously there's kids there, but, like, you know, that could have happened... Um, it could have very well happened. Teddy could have said something snarky or said something under her breath about it or made a, you know, snide comment or threw shade about it. But I really liked how their kids kind of brought them together um, because their kids got along instantly. And, you know, that's the thing about kids, I guess. And I don't have them, but... I would guess that if that's the case, like, it would be very hard to tell your kid you can't be friends with that other kid because the two adults don't see eye to eye on something or they just don't get along. So I thought that was kind of cool that they were forced to kind of connect on that level as moms because I think that's going to really open up... I think that opens up how Teddy looks at Dorit, that, you know, even though Dorit comes off very superficial, I think beneath all of that I think she is a good mom and I believe that she's a good human being I don't think she's a malicious person so um I think their kids forcing them to be around each other is going to help that relationship kind of move forward and grow um so that was good and I really enjoyed that you know we got some like fun like Charlie Sheen like history with like you know the whole like him, like, sucking on Lisa Rinna's toe on, like, whatever was movie or something that they were on, or, like, the show. I think it was a movie. But, um, so that was hilarious because it's, like, clear that Denise Richards has a good sense of humor. She's not, like, she's not, like, uptight about the situation. Like, she knows people have written about it. There's nothing anybody's gonna talk about that hasn't been talked about in the press. So, I think she's being a good sport about it, and I thought she was a really good sport about uh, when Teddy said winning and like everyone stopped and 
the horror on Camille Grammer's face when they were like sitting there and she like said that and I was like oh my god thank god Denise Richards laughed because I thought is this gonna be a weird moment are they gonna like do something weird with Teddy and Denise Richards like right now but they didn't so that was kind of cool but yeah so this this episode was kind of like jam-packed but I'm glad they kind of you know squeezed it in but didn't force anything um too quickly but they kind of set it up to let us know that there's there's more to come so I'm really really excited for episode two because um I think we're gonna start to really see what happens with this whole Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy uh situation with Dorit and the dog and Teddy Mellencamp and like is she gonna like what happens so I look forward to next week when we get to see episode two and I can't wait to recap it for you and guys thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you soon you are listening to Giorgio Armani podcast